Welcome to Imperfect Momming. Our children are constantly looking to us for examples. The term role model doesn't quite cut it here. We are shaping their worldview with every move we make. You see, it's not in the lectures we give or moments where we are actively attempting to teach them. It's in the micro movements we make, the unconscious ways in which we navigate life. We are constantly teaching our children how to show up for themselves, their friends, their future partners, and even their future children. So what can we do to ensure we are raising thoughtful, compassionate, self-aware human beings? We have to become them ourselves. No one is perfect, but we can still all be better, and it starts with self-healing. Let's get to it. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Mom Happy Hour. And if you're listening on the podcast, welcome to Imperfect Mommy Podcast. Um, so I'm going to have just a super quick uh, video for you for the Mom Happy Hour today. Um, I have uh, an appointment to go get a, um, well, what is it called? A uh, keyless entry uh, put into my car and then um, the key is going to go in a lockbox um, that makes it so that I don't have to carry my car key around anymore. I just carry around this little keyless entry fob. So super excited about that. Um, and I wanted to, um, for those of you that didn't get to see the mom guilt webinar, um, self-care without the guilt, I wanted to um, give you an opportunity to see that. Um, so I'm going to post, um, I'm actually going to attach the webinar to the end of um, this live um, for a podcast episode, for today's podcast episode. Um, so you won't have to do anything. Uh, I will just post the, uh, the link in, um, in below in this video, and I will share the actual podcast as well. So, um, I hope that you guys are all having an amazing day and, uh, and there will be another podcast episode on Thursday, as well as another mom happy hour, uh, next week for you. Um, so until we meet again, keep healing. Bye guys. Uh, so we're going to talk about self-care without the guilt. Um, how can we bring more self-care into, into your world? Um, some of the things that hold you back and how to fix them. So let's get to it. Have you ever thought, I can't remember the last time I took a bath without thinking I should be making dinner. I can't remember the last time I read a book for pleasure. Unfortunately, I can. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not pleasurable. We are reading way too much right now. Um, I can't remember the last time I got a pedicure without feeling bad for spending money on myself. We've all, all been there. Like we've all been there. <laughs> so these are some of the challenging self-care options that we have. Like, and these are the ones that I feel like are out there, right? So take a bath. <laughs> 
get a massage, get your hair done, get your nails done, right? Like these are the ones that most moms are like, yeah, right. <laughs> I when when am I supposed to take a bath? I have four kids running around screaming. When am I supposed to get a massage? I don't have the money for that. I don't have the time for that. I don't have, I'm too stressed for massages. Okay, so these are those challenging self-care routines or options that are out there, right? So these are some of the easier ones as far as I'm concerned. Personal development counts, counts as self-care. Growing yourself, reading a book, reading a personal development book, listening to it on Audible. I don't like, I I very rarely have time to sit down and read a book. I'll listen to Audible. Um, I believe that setting boundaries is self-care. Like going pee by yourself. Can we all just hallelujah? <laughs> Let's go pee by ourselves, right? When's the last time you had, went pee by yourself? I will settle on the dogs joining me, but not kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, there's lots of, lots of moms. Like I, I was like, dads don't have this problem. So if dads don't have this problem, I think it's a boundary thing. <laughs> Husband can poop for 45 minutes with no problem, but me, I can even take a few seconds. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but they're not pooping for 45 minutes. No, they they're are. scrolling TikTok or something stupid. <laughs> they are self-caring right now. <laughs> right. He's sending me TikToks while he's on the toilet night neighbors all the time. So I know he's not doing anything <laughs> productive. Exactly. Exactly. Um, saying no when your plate is already too full. This is hard. It's also a boundary. It's also self-care. Asking for help. Delegating things from your plate is self-care. So uh, I Googled uh, some types of self-care and there's physical sleeping stretching walking physical release healthy food yoga rest emotional social spiritual so we all have I, I feel like we we all know what self-care is to an extent um and if you're not but at the same time you're here watching about self-care so pay attention to the self-care Summit, take your notes. My expertise is on the guilt. So what is guilt? This is my favorite picture in the whole world. Because <laughs> it cracks me up every time I see it. That's adorable. So what's that? I said that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally at the a doctor's appointment with my son and this came on and I was like, oh, that has to be on my web website. So it's <laughs> on my website if you're not. <laughs> um, so I it's story time. I'm going to tell you a little story. So I was in the car driving my boyfriend's car. He, his last car, he's traded it in since then, but he had a Ford Flex, which was, had all the bells and whistles. So it had, one of the features of it was when you're driving, you, uh, it will notify you. It'll go beep, 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 if somebody pulls in front of you, if you're about to hit something, right? So it makes a loud sound. So I'm driving his car and somebody makes a left turn in front of me and the car beep, 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 at me. I yelled back at the car because this is always useful to yell back at the car. So I yelled back at the car and I said, it's not my fault. They pulled in front of me. 
my boyfriend has the beautiful ability to to simplify things and he said it's not assigning blame it's a notification and that's what guilt is guilt is an emotion emotions are notifications specifically guilt is a notification that your something is out of alignment so if you're feeling guilty there's a rule that you have that you're breaking so you're either doing something that you don't believe you should be doing or you're not doing something that you believe that you should be doing guilt is not a cop-out I created this webinar three years ago because I watched a YouTube video of a woman saying that guilt, mom guilt specifically is a cop-out and it pissed me off so much <laughs> that I created this webinar. Those blanket webinar. statements are really rough to hear. <laughs> oh, I know. I was like, excuse me, what are you talking about? Um, guilt is designed to help you take action. So, but a lot of us just sit inside guilt for ever and we don't or we let it dictate our actions um not in the good way like it should help us with our actions but not in the don't do self-care kind of way so secretive self-care what is that <laughs> you might already be practicing self-care and you don't even know it listening to music when you're in a bad mood to pull you out of that bad mood, taking breaks throughout the day, locking yourself in the bathroom and hiding and crying in the closet. That could be self-care. If that's all you've got right now, you unmuted. Did you have that? <laughs> you I was going to say, yes, I was just going to say, because I know there's a lot of moms in here with very little kids and when, especially if you have multiple young kids at a time, because all of my first four, two years apart. <laughs> yeah. So I had lots of toddlers <laughs> yeah. all at once. And I can honestly say there were just sometimes where just locking myself in a room for just a few minutes to decompress, you know, while the baby's screaming their head off. It's like the only thing that you could do, but it just makes you a way better mom afterwards when you go back to them because you're just calm, you're collected and you've thought through you know, and you're just more rational when you go back. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a break, right? <laughs> it's a mini, itty bitty break. Um, connecting with nature, you know, connecting with people that you like. I originally put connecting with family because I like my family, but I know there's a lot of people that don't like their family. <laughs> so I put connecting with people that you like. <laughs> And so, like I said, you might be practicing self-care and not knowing that you're doing it. And maybe you're not practicing self-care because you feel guilty for taking care of yourself. I feel like we almost feel guilty for even doing the most basic or taking care of our most basic needs even. So anything additional to that, you have even more guilt surrounding it because, you know, you feel guilty for even going and taking a shower for too long. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, then you go above and beyond to do something a little bit extra for yourself, like that bubble bath or whatever, instead of a shower. 
And there's just so much emotions attached around that that we don't even recognize. I, I remember making toast or uh, there, there's been multiple times that I've done this where there, I made toast and one of the pieces was more burned. And so I gave myself that one. And I've had pe- times where we were making, you know, there was three pieces of, of or three steaks and I gave myself the smallest one mm-hmm. knowing darn well, my son does not eat as much as I do. And like, and he still got the bigger piece yeah. or the less burnt piece. Like, we all do it. <laughs> yes, we do. But I think the first um, step in that, though, is recognizing it. And I think, you know, by being here, you're kind of taking some sort of initiative to start changing those things. So I'm going to help you give you what, what self-care guilt sounds like. I know I should, but... And like you said, it's guilt around, around feeling guilty. It's like, it's this vicious cycle. Um, I know I should, but the kids need me. I have too much to do. I have to do everything myself. I can't ask for help. I'm tired. I'm too tired that I just crash at the end of the day. I feel bad when I take time for myself. This was one person, by the way, I asked her. <laughs> I was going to say I could resonate with like almost every single one. Yeah. And I've said at least all of them at some point in my life. I don't, I don't know a mom that hasn't and there's help. <laughs> and the, I can't ask for help. It's more of like, I won't. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a refusal too, because people have proven time and time again that they're not reliable. So then you start doing everything yourself and running yourself into the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, those are very toxic behaviors, but one that I'm very guilty of. <laughs> I remember um, having, you know, a talk of um, where I was so mad that my my best friend was taking care of my son for a week because I was at a conference and she texted me and she said yeah we didn't go to school today because uh, Xander woke up late and and I was like and he woke up he woke up late take him to school late what do you mean you're keeping him home because he woke up late and that was connected to a, a deeper guilt and you know I I met a mom while I was getting my eyebrows done she was getting her something waxed and um, I really don't know what she was getting waxed. No, I was like, I took that in a totally different direction. I don't know what she was getting waxed. It could have been that, but I don't know what she was getting waxed. She, had, she was right before me and she said that, that she feels guilty getting waxed, going to get a wax. And she doesn't ever leave her kids alone without, or not alone, but like with somebody else. Like this was really hard for her to leave her kid kids with somebody else and I'm like it's not healthy no it's not we have somebody on here Sarah Waller's on here um Mm -hmm. she said been there done that I know I can ask I just won't and do it all myself I was just sharing how I do this with my kids in their laundry late at night sacrificing my own sleep for the sake for their sake so I can or so they can rest but what about Mm -hmm. my need for rest and I I grew up with a mom who it was easier to do it herself. Yes. 
I definitely mostly because I complained. I, I still have one of those moms now yeah. and she'll admit to it even if she were here. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it, 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 for sure it's easier to do it yourself. And I'm going to give you the flip side of that. I complained. I was the complainer. So my mom did the stuff for me. So she'd ask me to do it and I would complain and then she would do it eventually because it was easier to do it herself. Mm-hmm. And I struggle now as an adult to do anything that's hard because I just want to complain until somebody else does it for me. So I have like the total opposite. I totally took on the same persona as my mom. If I do everything myself for my family, for my kids, for husband, you know, everything. And your role as mom is always number one. You know, you don't fall anywhere on the list. And my mom is still guilty of this to this day too. She's very she's 100% focused on now her grandkids and her kids it she will always put herself last I have a, a friend that does that and um her body is literally breaking down at this point oh. because she can't like there's costs so this segues right into my next slide <laughs> What, what is it costing you? So benefits of guilt, it gives you energy. Typo. <laughs> I know she jumped up on my lap. <laughs> I was trying to hide her, but. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so it gives you energy to work late. What was I trying to say? I typed this at five in the morning, clearly. (laughs) Um, It gives you energy to work later when needed. So, okay. So giving you self-care gives you energy to work later than when you need it. Not getting self-care means that you don't get done what you need to get done. So... Self-care helps you stay calmer under pressure. When the kids are out of control, now you've become mean mommy. Because they're going crazy, you're under pressure. What else are you going to do? Snap or yell or be mean. Um, Self-care increases your ability to focus. So that means that you're less productive in all of your busy work and important tasks. I was laughing at my daughter. She's attempting to put on clothes over here and is struggling really bad with her pants. <laughs> Mom, I sent, you a message. I sent you a message last night that I took, like I was, this webinar has been created for three years, but I re- basically recreated it yesterday and I was stressing about it because I procrastinated which is not a form of (laughs) self-care and because I procrastinated and it took to the last minute, I was stressed out and I gave myself some self-care by taking a break. And I'm one of the people that listening to music is a huge thing for self-care because it shifts my mood. And I went through a series of different things to remind myself, you know, I I do what I love for a living. And so I can just chill. I don't need to be stressed. It's going to be taken care of. Stephanie is going to help me if I get lost. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then I will just go on one of our tangents. We'll be fine. We'll go on one of our tangents. <laughs> exactly. So self-care also helps you um, keep your emotions in check. So if you're not doing self-care, more mean mommy and yelling, which leads to more guilt and guilt on top of guilt on top of guilt. You got a cutie patootie in the background. <laughs> She's now stuck in her shirt. So bear with Aww. me. I'm going to be over here. So how do you overcome self-guilt or self-care guilt? You can't. You're doomed to suffer forever. Just kidding. <laughs> That's my best joke ever. <laughs> and it makes me laugh. Um, so ways to overcome your guilt is um, identify what the guilt is. Where is it coming from? Was it because your mom did what your mom did? Was Is it because you believe that you have to do it all? Mom has to do it all. Like, what is it that is creating the guilt and really dig in deep? to figure it out. Sometimes it's surface level, sometimes it's deep. So, but identifying where it comes from is huge step to overcoming it because then you can challenge that belief. Um, you can make a change. Guilt is a signal that something is out of alignment. So if we're out of alignment, what are you doing that should not be doing and what are you not doing that you should be doing anytime there's a should there's a shame so catch yourself you you might catch yourself now that you've heard me say should so much in this webinar you might catch yourself saying should um Wherever there's a should, there's a shame. So that is your notification. That's another notification. Our language is really good at letting us know what our belief systems are. So if you have said, I should be doing this, I shouldn't be doing that, there's a guilt. If you can't identify what that guilt is or where it came from or what you need to change or what you need to do that's different, get support. So, just a little bit about me. I've been talking for, oh, what time is it? 20, 20 minutes or so. <laughs> um, I am a mom first. This is my 11-year-old son. I have one son. I have four fur babies. I only like two of them though. Um, and <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur, life coach, and author second. Um, I wrote this book, Good Moms Don't, uh, in 2020. And um, it's all of the things, maybe not all of them, but a significant number of the things that moms feel guilty about and ways to overcome them um, in, in the book. I love PowerPoint because it gets you all fancy. <laughs> questions. What questions do we have? I don't see any right now on Facebook. There's a few people watching though. So if you guys do have questions, feel free to post them and I will try to catch them and I will read them off for you. Um, I don't think I have a question either just because it's a topic we've talked about quite a bit. <laughs> and I feel like we both, we help moms with this specific topic a lot, whether they recognize it or not is a different story. 
but most of the time along the way when you're working with moms, the guilt is one of those number one things that comes up eventually. So we did have one comment in the in the Zoom. Mm -hmm. Mom guilt has now become um, my grandma role. Still put them first. Ah. Pattern. My daughter is frustrating me so much right now. <laughs> Everything is figure outable, huh? <laughs> yes. It is. Okay, well, I'm not seeing anything on the live. So if you guys watch us on replay, like we've said with all the other presentations, feel free to drop the questions then and we will always get back to you. I'm sorry if you can still hear my daughter. Please stop. Um, oh, I have one from Jessica. Do you find that expectations are often tied into guilt? Do you mean like the expectations of like societal expectations? I'm going to just answer that. Absolutely. 100% societal expectations that we believe. 100%. So back to the, where these ideas come from it and, and it's the topic of um, your values. So, for example, if Stephanie's mom was a stay-at-home mom, then Stephanie might feel like a good mom stays at home with her kids. But what if Stephanie doesn't want to stay home with her kids or has to have a job? Now we have a conflict for our values and what we like, what we believe and what reality is. So I believe that good moms stay home with their kids. This is an example still. I think <laughs> you're a good mom. If you feel guilty, you're a good mom. That's part of it too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was going to say, no matter what, you're a good mom. Like if you're worried about being a good mom, you probably are one. <laughs> yes. And you don't have to feel guilty to be a good mom. Like we can overcome it. But I, I genuinely used to think like, they would hand you a baby and a sack of guilt. Like it just, and, and I'm not, I wasn't wrong. Like that is kind of what happens just mm -hmm. because we love them so much that we want to, I wrote this in my book, if I'm not, uh, if I'm quoting myself correctly, that we, you know, we want them to have the best life possible. And we believe that giving them the best life possible is they don't suffer in any way, shape, or form. Number one, that's not realistic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Number two, we have to suffer as humans to, to do stuff like that just is. Yeah, to learn and to grow and to really yeah. progress in your life. Pain is the number one yeah. driver in, in, in humanity. It sucks, but it is. <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying inflict pain on your kids on purpose. It's going to happen whether you try or not. Um, so I hope that answered the question. <laughs> no, I definitely think that the expectations are tied to that. Because like you said, there's those societal expectations that we've talked about before. Of You know, either you have to be the working mom and do, you know, financially provide for everybody on your own, or you have to be like the stay-at-home mom that, you know, does everything for everyone 
that has nothing to do with money. And then, you know, you have your family's expectations on your shoulders of what they think, you know, your life should be and how they think you should parent. And you really have to work on releasing a lot of those in order to release the guilt. <laughs> she's on my last nerve and she knows that that's why she's being cute right now. <laughs> yeah. And if you, another way to kind of figure out what your beliefs are around um, that are help that are creating these, creating guilt, a good sentence stem is um, a good mom should and finish that sentence and a good mom shouldn't. And there are things inside those statements that are gonna produce some emotion, especially if you're doing something that a good mom shouldn't do or not doing something that a good mom should do. So some things are changeable. Like we can not yell at our kids, it's possible not perfectly, but let's say I yell at my kid because he's getting on my last nerve. (laughs) If I yell at him, I've already done it. So I can't undo it. Right. But I can go back to him and say, I'm sorry for yelling at you in the future. When I ask you to stop, I need you to stop. So I did that when my son was three. I don't know why he listened, but when he was three, I said, hey, I need you to go to bed when I tell you to go to bed because grandpa used to yell at me when I didn't go to bed, when he went, when he would tell me to go to bed and it hurt mommy's feelings when grandpa yelled at me. I don't want to yell at you. I just want you to go to bed when I tell you to go to bed. He listened. 97% of the time. So, but I explained to him why, like a lot of it we could is just explaining to kids what's going on and why we yell. Right. I think a lot of that goes back to like, it's creating boundaries with your kids and like, you know, these are the expectations in the household. These are things I expect from you. This is, you know, you need to respect me and I will respect you. You know, it's a two way street. And I think that that helps them, you know, later in life too, even when they go to get a job or, you know, just simply communicate with other people and building relationships with other people. Um, I think that they need to learn those things and who better to learn them from than you. Um, I also think that when you have those moments where you are angry, mom, can you please stop? Um, I think acknowledging that you made a mistake. And apologizing is also huge because it relieves some of your own guilt within yourself, but it also shows your kids that mom and dad mess up too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you don't really have to be good. perfect. That it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have big emotions sometimes, and those are going to come out in ways that we're not always proud of. And just knowing that that's okay, and I think that relieves their guilt later on in their life mm-hmm. because they know it's okay to have those big feelings and emotions. Yeah. One thing that um, I realized was that probably 100%, maybe 97% of my limiting beliefs in life came from my dad getting mad and not explaining to me why. So 
children are excellent observers and poor interpreters. And I don't remember who said that. I think it was Amy McCready, and she's a parenting expert. And if you're interested in her parenting expertise, um, there's a link on my website under mom guilt um, resources. Uh, my website's alishalyons.com. Um, mom guilt resources. Oh, Amy McCready is amazing. That kids are excellent observers and poor interpreters was so impactful for me because that's exactly what happened. What I did when I was a kid, I observed, Oh, dad's mad at me. Something must be, I, I must be wrong. And if my dad had done what I do with my son and explain why he was mad and, and how I triggered him or how he was triggered by my actions, I, I, I would have had totally different limiting beliefs. <laughs> right. Well, um, and we always have this thing. I feel like the way we were raised or a lot of us were raised is that mm -hmm. your parents are always right. Right. Or your, your elders are always right. Cause my grandparents had a huge role in raising me too. Mm -hmm. And it was almost disrespectful to question mm -hmm. what they said, even though in your mind, you're thinking, what the heck? Like, I don't agree with that at all. It's mm -hmm. like you almost weren't allowed to be your own person. Mm -hmm. And I would never want my kids to feel that way. Like there's a certain level, obviously, of like you need to be respectful if you disagree with me, but it is okay to disagree. If okay. I tell you you can't do something, it's okay for you to ask why, mm -hmm. you know? And those, you know, kind of opens up different doors. Yeah. And yeah, I just felt like that was an important thing to mention. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. My, my son has a, an after-school teacher right now. He's in, um, the Olympiads, the science Olympiad. I'd never heard of this until he joined it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, that his teacher, uh, is in, uh, the boomer age group and, um, asked him to take off his hat and he asked the teacher why and the teacher said take off your hat or go to the principal and I was like well that wasn't a serious overreaction to the question why and my boyfriend reminded me that that age group or certain age groups certain you know just think of questions especially the why question as disrespect and so I had to explain to my son some people are not going to be okay with you asking why, and you're not going to know until you ask them why. Yep. <laughs> and so you just have to be aware that some people are going to have that kind of reaction to your why, and that's not about you. That's about them. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yep, definitely. So comments in the Zoom um, I re I realized that because of mom guilt, I overprotected my second son uh, for years, and now he's an adult, or now he, he's an adult, and I still have guilt for his bad behavior, his, his bad decisions. Um, she also said I was told to quiet that if I looked prettier, if I shut oh, oh that I looked prettier if I was shut up. Oh, that's sad. I mean, that's, that's very accurate though. Yeah. I can honestly say there are times in my childhood where not my parents, 
I'll be honest, my parents never made me feel that way. Yeah. Um, it should be seen and not there are certain, Yes, there are definitely certain people in my life that made me feel as though I just needed to be quiet and just deal with whatever happened. Mm-hmm. And their decisions that they were making for me or whatever was the best for me. And I just needed to deal with it. You know, and it just takes, I think it takes us almost having our own kids to realize oh. that, you know, that's not how it should be. And so I hope that most of us in our generation now are teaching, you know, our kids a very different way. And a lot of times when we grow up and we're angry at our parents, um, it's because we learned something like there's a lot of stuff that's coming out right now in the last like 10 years that our parents didn't have access to number one, because they didn't even know that our brains could change neuroplasticity. They didn't know that was a thing, um, until like 10 years ago. And number two, the internet didn't exist until what, 30 years ago. And so they didn't have access to the stuff that we have access to. And sometimes we like to learn things and then retroactively beat ourselves up or beat up our parents because we should have known better or they should have known better. Um, they should have taught us better. <laughs> they, they should have taught us better, right? Right. <laughs> like it, that, but the reality, that's just a way to create misery. Number one, that's a way to create guilt. That's what I did um, is I learned something new and then retroactively beat myself up over it. And it's just, it's an exercise in misery. And it makes you, you know, in my case, I didn't realize until after I let go of my guilt that I was using my guilt as a way. So I was projecting myself into the future where my son was going to come to me and say, how come you didn't protect me? And I couldn't handle that kind of rejection. And my pattern was. I'm going to leave you before you have a chance to hurt me. So I was distancing myself from him now, which would have created that future, by the way. And that's why I'm so passionate about letting go of guilt, because you don't know what it's doing to you and your relationship with your kids until you let it go. Yeah, I totally agree. Sorry, my daughter's talking to me again. Um, yeah, I totally agree with all of that, though. And I feel like just the only thing that we can do now is just recognize that you're carrying it and that we're all carrying it and you're not alone. And there, there are ways that we can fix it now. You know, we're not stuck with all of this anymore. And we don't have to, you know, suffer in silence, so to speak. I feel like a lot of generations before us did and have Mm -hmm. and it doesn't need to be like that anymore when I think of our generation like it I actually get excited about this the time that we live in because we have access to the world and you know I'm I'm maybe I'm weird because like I kind of like the targeted marketing that happens because I'll say something and then my phone is like here's this thing that you just talked about (laughs) and people think it's creepy or they hate it or whatever I'm like I love it because all I have to do is say I need a 
mug, a unicorn <laughs> mug. And I guarantee you in the next 24 hours, my phone is going to start advertising unicorn mugs. And that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> like the changes that we've seen in our lifetime alone yeah. and the progression of everything, you know, technology and just society in general. Mm -hmm. I know there's still a lot of changes, obviously, that we need to make. Yeah. But to just see the evolution so far is amazing. And then to think, you know, what our kids are going to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really exciting. But we kind of go ahead and I was going to say, we can go ahead and wrap up if you're ready. I don't see any more yeah. questions or comments or anything coming in. Did you have anything else that you'd like to add? All of the guilt, guys. Not doing anything for you. Nothing good. And if you need help, I'm here. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend, you know, everybody to you. I feel like you're one of the few coaches that I can, I know that you can make a difference, you know, with my clients and other people that have come to me. So definitely highly recommend you and every other speaker that we are having. All of you guys were top of my list. So I'm very thankful to have you all. And we will see you again tonight at seven with Tiffany. She's our personal trainer. She's going to come in with um, some personal things she's currently experiencing and other ways to take care of the physical side of self-care. I will see you all soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Imperfect Mommy. It's time for us to step up and realize that our power is not in trying to shape our children. Our power lies in shaping ourselves into the people we want our children to model themselves after. Don't just do it for your kids. Do it for yourself. When you become a more self-aware, compassionate, and confident person, you and everyone around you benefit. For more information about me and my work, visit alishalyons.com. That's A-L-Y-S-I-A. L-Y-O-N-S dot com. See you next time.